You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman, true story, managing editor of thelaughbutton.com, and joining me as always, Matt Kleinschmidt, the editor-in-chief. Of it's Groundhog Say- Day. Website. It is Groundhog Day. Um, it's one thing. Well, this is Radio 101, man. Yeah, you yeah, should yeah, know yeah. this. Yes, Never know. talk about. Uh, that's why I made reference anything. to Groundhog Day. I didn't say what it was. Okay. There you go. All right. We'll leave it at Moving that. Moving on. Mystery. Email us. At, if you want yeah, to find out tweet what us, happened. Tweet us or email us to find out what happened. Uh, all right. So here we are. We're doing it. It's an exciting episode. We got uh, Danny Tamborelli swinging by. You know yes. him and love him from the adventures of Pete and Pete. AKA Little Pete. Yes. Uh, uh, all that. The Mighty Ducks and a whole bunch of commercials, Wendy's, Lego, Cinnamon Light. He's also a big music fan. And a big music fan. And uh, one of the first things uh, we talked about when I met Danny for the first time was yeah. music. And nothing yeah, yeah, but yeah. music. And we just bonded on music. Like, I had him up for uh, my comedy show. Yeah, and we yeah. Just didn't, we didn't even touch just didn't comedy. Talk comedy. It was all music. And then after that, we're like, you want to go get beers? Awesome dude and a great musician. And uh, and don't ever touch two pointer fingers <laughs> That's together. What I did, is that man. docking? Is no, that what that? I that is wanna, docking, guys. Oh. Touch tips, your bros. No, we didn't. We didn't dock. <laughs> no, anyway, he's just uh, he's an awesome dude. And, yeah. and uh, looking forward to that. It's always a treat to watch him play music too. If you get the chance, go see his band Jounce. Uh, they have a couple releases out. Let's get to the news, shall we? We um, shall. Russell Peters, Trevor yeah. Noah. Round one. <laughs> Fight. All right, so ding, what's ding. going on here? Russell Peters goes on TV somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I shouldn't say that. Singapore. Singapore, yes. Right? And basically, and it seems maybe a little coerced, I'm not sure, but ultimately yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell spills the beans about Trevor Noah saying, hey, you know, yeah, this guy, The Daily Show, whatever, you know, that show wouldn't work for me, but that guy stole material from me. Yeah, basically. some other people, too. Yeah, basically the woman that interviewed him was like, hey, what, what, what's your take on that? You know, because it's obviously a hot button, button topic in the comedy community. And Russell pretty much said, like, that guy stole music, uh, music, the guy stole uh, material from me, and he stole material from this other guy, David Cow, I think that's okay. how you pronounce his name, yes. Uh, and then uh, he's since actually retracted that. <laughs> Funny yeah, enough. Kind of a weird thing to do, but I guess a shit. Storm probably came his way, unless I don't know. He's trying to save face or something, unless, or uh, rotten tomato, rotten sour grapes. I don't know. Unless it's all a prank. Well, that's what he's saying on Twitter. He's saying it's a prank. I picked a bad time to prank you. He said that on Twitter, literally, you know, probably about an hour ago. Um, and Trevor Noah took it in stride, said something like really funny, like you know, payback's a bitch or some sort of joke. But right. I don't know, man. The whole thing's freaking weird. It went from like, okay, there's a guy talking shit on on uh, Monday to like Wednesday. It's like, oh yeah, it was a big prank. Haha, <laughs> sorry. I don't know if it like, I don't know if like Peters thought it ruined his image because he's kind of got a nice guy image. So yeah, I don't Peters know. is, you know, he's doing well himself. I mean, he's very yeah. successful yeah. all over the world, and they're both yeah. international guys. Yeah, you totally. know, relative to the United States, so you'd think they would have each other's backs and be supportive, especially if one there. of them yes. scores a big show like The Daily Show. But yeah. hey, watch the video. Go to thelaughbutton.com. Check out the video. Decide for yourself. I don't know. Yes. He looks pretty. What side are you on? Honestly, yeah. I think he's. I think he's back. Backpedaling. Backpedaling. Yeah. And I, I think I, he's I trying to cover up. I agree. I really do. I do agree with that. Up next, Major League, the greatest sports comedy movie of all time, turns twenty six. I can't believe it's been twenty six <laughs> years. I remember <laughs> specifically seeing the trailer. And I was old enough to form sentences and explain to my parents, 
not to take me that I was going on my own. That's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. stings a little, but I, I'll tell you what, it's my favorite sports comedy movie of all time. And uh, I believe that to be true. Some people might dispute me and say Caddyshack, but uh, yeah. what's your favorite sports? I'm, I'm thinking Caddyshack here in this situation. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what else is there? Well, okay, now it gets to a philosophical debate okay. over whether golf is a sport. Because okay. like I can start that conversation. Golf is a sport. Because it's, what it's does sport. every athlete do when they retire from playing sports? They play golf. They play golf. Um, okay, it's a game of skill, but it doesn't take athleticism. Okay, but what about? Uh, I mean, you can say that about baseball too. It's a game of skill. No, but take it takes athleticism. <laughs> you have to run the bases. Yeah, you gotta you gotta move. Well, golf, you have to walk to places. You yeah, have to you walk know the, all rings. that walking that people just normally that do on a daily basis. Walking. All right. Well, so let's not other, make it about golf. What other sports comedies are out there that that even contend with those two? Ooh. That I mean, Will Ferrell's done a bunch of sports comedies. He but has. Like, but right. I don't Semi-pro, know. Semi Pro, right? Semi Pro, Blades of Glory, the NASCAR one, uh, Talladega, Tal- Talladega Nights. Nights. Do any of those even hold a candle? Talladega Nights was pretty funny. I yeah. I really liked that one when it came out. Does Bull Durham count as a comedy? Nah. I mean, there are funny elements to it. Yeah, there are, but I, I it's not. This is clearly Major League is clearly. No, I, it's not a spoof movie, but it's definitely one hundred percent. I think we're forgetting. Kevin Costner's tin cup in this in this conversation, dude. Not touch a major league. Come on, how many quotes can you say from tin, tin cup, cup right now? The, uh, the only how visual many? I ha- one zero. I have a visual in my head from that movie of him like using the golf club like a pool cue, a pool uh, cue and cueing in the golf ball into the thing and then okay. laughing like Kevin. Okay, Costner. cool. You that's got it. your one. That's, that's fine. That's how many can you do from major league? I can do like two hundred. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. I say fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, you go to laughbutton.com. Caught. <laughs> I put together I a nice. I, I do. I love that line too. <laughs> it's a great line. I put together a nice piece for uh, twenty six. Yeah, uh, the best line. We got twenty six up there. Major yep. League for twenty six years. Uh, it's it's impossible for me to pick a favorite as a broadcaster. Um, yeah. I love the line where he goes in for the read, and he's like, "Hey, today's game's brought to you by uh, wait, uh, where is it? Out of hell with it! No one's listening anyway." <laughs> you know? Just great, yeah. great Just stuff from Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker is great now. It's Harry Doyle. Harry Doyle, great character Bob. names yeah, in there too. But uh, yeah, that, Hayes and sorry that I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm Tom Berenger, so excited. Corbin Burnson, yeah. Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Was Renee Russo? Renee Russo? Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen? Yeah, man. Can't touch with that. Hey, Ricky, give him the heater. (laughs) We're having a heart attack. (laughs) He's having a heart attack. It says right here in my contract that I don't have to do any (laughs) unnecessary calisthenics. We we got to move on. This will be all day. Yeah, that will be all day. Okay. um, (laughs) On to some uh, sort of bittersweet news. Uh, Stan Freeberg passed away. Stan Freeberg, comedy genius, changed the game uh, when it comes to advertising. Um, He literally took advertising on television and made it funny. He was the first person to sort of take satire and fuse it into commercials. And so when you're sitting around watching the Super Bowl or watching your countdown shows of funniest commercials of the year, et cetera, et cetera, you can thank Stan Freeberg. I mean, all these Geico commercials around, all that stuff. The DirecTV ones with Rob Lowe that are currently happening, all that shit. None of that would have happened if it weren't for Stan Freeberg. And this guy recorded music. He was a puppeteer. He did satire albums for Capitol Records. He, He had his own radio show. I, I mean, the guy was a legend and a pioneer, and it's bittersweet. And that you he mentioned passed, that so. uh, Weird Al cites him as like his number one influence. Yes, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, it's you know it's been documented a thousand times over. 
you know, he will tell you, he'll be the first person to tell you, biggest influence, Stan Freeberg. So that's, that's saying a lot, man. Yeah, man. Saying a lot. Because I know Weird my Al's generation. influence how many people. You sure, know? me. Yeah. Me. And then I got to take it back to Stan Freeberg. And, and I did that because of Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, this guy, I, I get what Weird Al's saying now. Totally get it. So rest in peace, Stan Freeberg. Thank you for everything you've given us in the comedy universe. And kids that are listening to this, do yourself a solid. Uh, just Google Stan Freeberg. Even if you just read his Wikipedia page, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Just give him the time of day, and you'll you'll say, "Holy shit, this guy was important." All right, uh, up next, Hannibal Burris, <laughs> Go, first Hannibal. comedian to ever grace the cover of the Fader magazine. Yes, this is big news. The yeah. photo magazine, the and, photo uh, issue of the Fader magazine. Yeah, and it looks like a photo that someone would take for like your your second you, grade pocket size. It kind of like, has a forty year old virgin kind of vibe to it as yeah, well. Like that poster that they, that Steve Carell's face on that thing. Yeah, it's a good or call. The, or the knocked up poster. Sure. I think the same guy shot both of those. Okay. It has that vibe, you know, Hannibal I think he's wearing a collared shirt, like a blue collared shirt. Yeah. It's kinda of funny. Well Hannibal is slain right now. He's uh, his tour sells out yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's on tour right now. He just killed the Bieber roast. Yeah. Um now he's on the cover of Fader magazine. It was just recently announced that his show will be coming to comedy Central he's hosting the Webbies. He's, yeah, he's hosting the Webbies. He's on Broad City. He's on the Eric Andre show. Um, every huge comedian, including Louis C.K., is backing this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so he's on fire right now. I mean, he Hannibal is. And is it's, it's interesting because uh, I think Hannibal Hannibal was destined for that. Mm-hmm. Long time ago, but I think the Cosby thing kind of accelerated. It threw did. some threw some gas on the Hannibal fire, and now Hannibal's a hot commodity. So, but what a frustrating thing, you know, for a comedian that's so good to have to just talk about that or deal with it. And, he stopped know. doing the joke. He's not really yeah. talking about it. I mean, I why feel, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got plenty of other stuff going on in his life, if, and he if, did before that too. So, yes, he did. Very successful dude. Very happy. For Hannibal. Hannibal hosts everything. 2015. Hashtag Hannibal hosts everything. 2015. Is that a, is that a podcast? Uh, gonna, no, but let, no, but let's try to get it trending on Twitter. All right, let's do it, folks. Hannibal hosts everything. everything. 2015. All right, 17 more episodes of Arrested Development. Yeah, dude. Supposedly coming this. our way. I am psyched about this. I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped about this too. Look, it sucked when the show got canceled after it won a whole bunch of Emmys. Like, who does that? First of all, well, had no had no viewers at the time. And then, what's the gap between when it got canceled and the Netflix return? Seven years. Was that over? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, it was a significant period of time because it was canceled. Can- in what? Oh six. Yeah, 05, so it was probably like 06? seven years. Seven. Okay. It was under ten, but it was it was close, if not exactly at ten. Were you happy with the return? I was As happy a with passionate the return. Fan. It, oh yeah, dude! I I actually bought a TiVo to start taping Arrested Development. Wow! That's why how I started buying TiVos. It was the first show I ever set a season pass for on on TiVo. I saw it, I'm like that show's great. But it, when it was airing, I was doing work related stuff. I was like, I've always wanted to get a TiVo. This will accelerate the process. First show I literally bought a season. I got a season pass for on it on my TiVo was Arrested Development. So loved that show. Loved everything about that show. Started from the beginning. I can't say I'm always on every trend, but that was definitely the trend I started with, and um, I fucking loved it. I, I thought the I thought the Netflix version was really smart. Mm-hmm. How they brought it back, obviously. Yeah, they had to do it differently, but because uh, everyone because everyone blew up since the show, but they all acknowledge that Arrested Development was the you know the catalyst for a lot of their careers. So they didn't want to obviously you know not show up, but, right? But uh, so it's yeah, like coming I'm, home. Yeah, yeah. So I'm super psyched about about what's going on. And Brian Grazer in an interview with uh, Grantland's podcast with Bill Simmons, the BS Report, um, basically said we have got 17 more episodes coming through the pipeline, and, and Grazer would know he's the producing guy from uh, Imagine with Ron Howard. So yep. they produced AD, so they wow. wouldn't know. It's big news. That's great.
great news. It's yeah, good yeah, news. Yeah. We have that video up on the laughbutton.com as well. Cool. All right. Uh, there's almost too much news to touch up on, so or touch upon, I should say. So just go to the laughbutton.com, check it out. And also, I, I want to remind everyone to watch uh, the MTV Movie Awards, whether you're too old or not. But you let's do. support Amy Schumer. She's She's been giving back a lot, and that will be quite clear when we yeah. all see Trainwreck finally how many com- comics she's yeah, put in there and she's throwing everybody a bone and she's bringing all her friends along for the ride and the movie awards you know has had comedians host for the last couple of years they've all done successful things since then they, Jason Sudeikis Russell Brand uh, Amy Schumer now Aziz did it like they all kind of blew up after they hosted the, the movie awards it's a nice little uh, package and also uh, we heard that uh, Mark Normand Mike Lawrence and Dan, and Dan Soder, Soder all right. wrote for it this year so like it's gonna be good come on like what else do you need maybe good um, non-Twilight trailer shown during them I don't know but you gotta fucking watch because there's just too many great people that are in the comedy wheelhouse to, to, to not support that alright coming up right now it's uh, my good friend and soon to be your good friend yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I just met him for the first time with this interview so alright here's uh, Danny Tannaborelli everyone uh, join us on the podcast Danny Tan- yeah Tannaborelli what's up with that your good friend huh yeah <laughs> here's Michael McDonald the musician coming up right now if you're right we're gonna shut up and be joined by Danny Tamborelli. Joining us on the podcast right now is uh, Danny Tamborelli, and he also plays him in real life. And Danny, it's been it's been too long, a. Yeah, and if that's my yeah, way fault, to be bad friends, you yeah, know, right? oh. bad bad friends. Yeah. If it's my bad, I'm sorry. If it's your bad, if it's my bad. I'm sorry. You're sorry, <laughs> and that's why we're still friends. <laughs> that's exactly why we're still friends. That was like the non-feuding makeup that we just had here. <laughs> and I really like makeup sex. Oh, so. there you go. There you go. Well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I know. At least not in front of well, you. Well, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah just, well, I'm a shy guy. Listen, I'm it's fine if guy. you do it. Just. I'll leave the room. Just let me know. <laughs> well, before uh, Danny joined us, we were we were talking about um, Ernest goes to jail. All right. <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. Uh, great movie, right? Not one of the best of the Ernest series. No, but it was still. It, it, I mean, t- to see a, a person get zapped. <laughs> You know, well, that's, that's all it. I got just, to say. About that's that. it. Just to see a guy get just zapped. Just to see a guy get zapped. You know, it's kind of hilarious. There's a guy. Now, that was works. that the one where there was like Bizarro Ernest, who was like another guy who like swapped spots with him? That was the, that yeah, was, was Ernest. Mean, there was like a mean Jim. Yeah, there was like a mean, yeah. Mean but Ernest. he was like, he was different because his hair was slicked differently or something that's like right. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, well, he's still regular Ernest smokes cigarettes, right? Not in the movies, Not but that's why movies. Jim Varney died. He died of like lung cancer smoking cigarettes because he smoked like a chimney, but he never did it in public or on his movies because. He didn't want kids to. But I think uh, get I think the bad Jim Varney and Ernest goes to jail, smokes cigarettes. I'm maybe. not sure. Maybe this sounds hey, like a fact checking part, of, some, the, some part of the podcast. Uh, nobody pull out your smartphone. Yeah, yeah. Some, only we had the internet. somebody somebody else smart. You guys that. are better than that. You, <laughs> you know what? You know what else? So speaking of the internet, what was nice is that 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 time when Ernest goes to jail came out, you couldn't just instantly go back and relive it, right? You had to pay no. another ten bucks to go see it again. No, 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 no. There's no, no like, hey, you know that funny part in Ernest Code Jail with a where his soap gun sags? <laughs> you, you just had to pretend <laughs> like you remembered it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. 
Yeah, unless you had that dad that had the cool double deck VCR, so you could do <laughs> you could dupe the movies. I did definitely, you have, did you I definitely had none of those. I, mean, I, I, I had, I had, a, I had a line, I had a line on some uh, bootleg VHS <laughs> back in the day. I feel like <laughs> some bootleg Ernest. I yeah, feel why like not? Come on, bootleg Ernest. I'm from Jersey, man. You kidding me? <laughs> bootleg everything. Uh, where in Jersey are you from? Uh, Bergen County. Oh, North cool. Jersey. Very cool. I am a Central Jersey, South Jersey guy. Oh, you mean South Jersey? I went to school at Rutgers, born and raised in Glassburn, New Jersey. Okay, so South Jersey. All of it. Well, <laughs> Where's your line of delineation <laughs> for Jersey? Because this is a hotly contested thing. Yeah, it's very. Thing. Because like, what I turnpike say, exit are we talking here? Uh, well, I'm saying that if you go, if you're above <laughs> the bridge going over, like the Woodbridge. Okay. Bridge in, in the on the Garden State Parkway. On the Parkway. So that's right where Perth Amboy, Woodbridge area. Exit 11 on the Turnpike. Okay. So 9 would fall, which is that's, where Rutgers is. That's south. That, really? That's, I mean, See, to me, that's central. I feel weird. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe that Central Jersey exists. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't. 609-732. Don't exist. 908. Fuck 908. them all. Oh, Fuck them all. Yeah, no. 732 <laughs> is South Jersey. Yeah. 609 908 856 is way south Jersey. Whoa. Yeah. Man, this fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. Rand McNally. <laughs> Rand McNally. Get, your, get your New Jersey maps at discount price. Rand McNally. Sponsored by the Garden State. But fuck Governor Christie. <laughs> okay, we can go on now. Sorry. I don't think anyone's going to contest you. Man. He's not. he's not a liked oh, guy. Hysterical. Well, Danny, good to see you again. <laughs> oh, nice to see you um, too. I didn't believe I didn't think this is a political podcast. It wasn't. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's totally not. Oh, it's going to get deep. Regional. It's going to get particularly deeper. regional to people from New Jersey. There's a, a couple million of us though in a small <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. area. So I'm sure that it's a good percent of your demographic are from New Jersey. The most densely populated that. state in the country, as yeah, I think is true. the term. It's is, true. Is, is, are we still talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this guy's from like Akron, Ohio. I and like ask for more money. he talks about like how he's from the middle of nowhere, and then we finally get Jersey guys up in here and all of a sudden. All right, Danny, obviously everyone knows and loves you from the adventures of Pete Pete, uh, possibly the VO. That you did for Magic School Bus yeah, <laughs> back possibly, in the day? Possibly. <laughs> possibly. Maybe some of those random commercials you did? Uh, There's a few random ones that are on the YouTubes that you can find <laughs> that make my friends laugh and annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> or maybe some more recent VO, a little Grand Theft Auto action. Yeah. Number five, my friend. In the, fact- The big GTA V. We, our bands played a show together at maybe Union Hall, I, somewhere. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and you were rocking your Grand Theft Auto Five T-shirt, but it was just a V. It was it was it, it was subtle. It was subtle. It was because subtle. I was down to my last two or three black T-shirts that I had because laundry hadn't happened yet. <laughs> I don't usually out, do seems like a perfect promo. logical I reason. Don't do the self promo like that. I do rock Jones T-shirts though. <laughs> I don't nice. care. Well, uh, I want to talk deep cuts. With you on uh, the first one, deep cut credit, uh, midnight spaghetti <laughs> and the chocolate Jeez. cheese strings. <laughs> so yeah, so what? So what's the story? What's the story so this? what of it, man? <laughs> um, they're like a funk hip hop band from Virginia that uh, the original drummer in my band went to college with. Okay. So we were all friends and we play shows down south. And I don't know, maybe four years ago, five years ago, they were playing a gig and their bass player couldn't come. And they asked me if I wanted to come. And it was like two hours away. And he like offered me, offered me like 
decent enough money to like drive out there to be like, okay, I'll go play baser tonight. <laughs> Driving out to Harrisburg, PA, going to play the Appalachian Brewing Company, <laughs> which is a cool place. I played there before. Uh, Do you learn the songs on the way? Did you? No, I mean, I had like a week or two notice, and I just, and they were basically just like, here are a couple tunes, and we're just going to jam. And, you know, we just played a bunch of different tunes, ended up playing a lot of covers. And like, all of a sudden, I was playing Brick House. I was like, what am I in a wedding band? <laughs> uh, you know, but we had to find that common ground that we could all yeah. play. Because we had all, at one point in our you lives, know Brick House, you know Brick House. All right, cool, let's do it. Once or twice before. <laughs> um, but yeah, now they, I'm just pretty much their. Northeast, like regional player. bass player. Yeah, like they have a nice. bass player that plays down south with them, and then when they come up north, they so below exit nine. Use me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, right. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, I see what you're doing. I, I did. Right, cool. I liked right, it. Right, I really cool. did. But we shouldn't. Uh, I think Mark's gonna. <laughs> yeah, I know. Smack he's gonna get so mad. That yeah, I feel like I might have to invest in some real estate around <laughs> here so or something, <laughs> just so I could be part of the club. Uh, all right, this. Uh, I ran into this guy I used to work with ten years ago in the street. This happened to me yesterday. And um, and he was like, dude, listen to the podcast. You know who you got coming up next? And I mentioned you. And he goes, yeah, fucking bagel loops, man. Wayne, New Jersey. Come on, man. Stop bringing up old shit. <laughs> no, I'm whoa, serious. Whoa, whoa. This is just what the guy told me. Hold on. For the record, you're shit talking us talking about Jersey, and then you bring up Wayne, New Jersey? Well, in a bagel store. In a bagel store. Really a yeah. segue. Is, is, okay. that, is that a... I feel like that was a segue. Is that a chain? Oh, okay. Is that a bagel loops? No, it's a not chain? a bagel loops. It's not a chain. Bagel loops is a the first <laughs> job I had that was like... An actual job, not working for my best friend's dad okay. at a pet store for a summer when I was 14 <laughs> to like, that's what you got to do to be an adult and work at a pet store and give people feeder mice and pinkies and fill up cricket bags. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> that was my very first like actual non-acting job. Um but my second one was working at this bagel store that I worked at for maybe, oh, God, I don't know, like I'm thinking three two months. shifts? No, oh, no, 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 <laughs> not shifts. even. No, maybe like, maybe like six weeks. Okay. And then I had to do the, I did like the all-star game. I did some like Nickelodeon, like all-century team thing, and I was like gone, just like left. And it was like, I guess it was. I was 17, so it was 1999. I so guess. you didn't give them the two weeks? Or no, anything? I just left, just... and then like I came back and was like, I'm not coming back. This is the good life. And then two weeks later, I started working at another bagel store that I worked at for like four years <laughs> in the town I grew up in. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah, Bagel Loops, Wayne, New Jersey, right off of Route 23. Sure. Speaking of Wayne, man, Miss Fountains of Wayne, when they took the store away, I was yeah. so bummed. Like, I snuck over there to get a photo. You know, like it's like I gotta grab a photo because my my now wife she lived in Verona for a little oh, while, right, yeah, right so there. we were right over there, and there's a mall over there, so we'd go to that mall and stuff. And, Willowbrook, uh, yeah, Willowbrook Mall. Um, we're still on Jersey. I know. I want everyone I know. to know. No, he was, he wants Jersey. Jersey. He wants Jersey on his own terms. That's I what do. it is. One Mark wants terms. Jersey on his own terms. So <laughs> I get you, I get you <laughs> Jersey right <laughs> here, Willowbrook Mall. I get you Willowbrook Malls over here. In, in the you got the Jose Mall. Tejas out there. You can go get oh, some Mexican food. See, yeah. that's that's the spot right there. Yeah, I know. The we, Jose Tejas. We say get rusted because you get the fajitas there. Yeah, and they come in with this like disgusting like golden like frizzle fried fucking sauce i don't yeah. know what the fuck it is frizzle fried good album man i know I, yeah, I, yeah. as soon as it came out i was like yeah i like primus uh, <laughs> and we always my friends and i will go there and we have to try to finish 
all of it, and whoever does it gets rusted. And if you get if you get fully rusted, then you know that on the the car ride back, you're like gonna be passing out. Oh yeah, yeah. Tejas comatose out. Tejas is like it's good bang it's, for your buck too. Yeah, totally. Oh, nice. Really, really inexpensive uh, Mexican. Good for what it's what it is. But you come out smelling like whatever it is you ate. Rust. <laughs> it's called rust. The rust. <laughs> it's rust. Jose <laughs> Tejas now with the rust. <laughs> There's so many people in our office that are going to be very excited about that new term for Jose Tejas. I'm glad we're pleasing somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're pleasing somebody. This son of a bitch. We just right. lost Toledo. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Akron is gone. Akron. It's all right. There's only like 10 people out there anyway. That's hey, man. so It's a killer show in Akron. Sh- shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, well, anyway. You didn't say, hey, dude, know oh, that kid from Pete and Pete. Oh, <laughs> no, like, the guy from that. the bagel, bagel store. Like, bagel Loops and Wayne. That kid made a shitty breakfast sandwich. It wasn't my fault, guys. They made me put eggs in the microwave they didn't have a grill all right i had to fucking put eggs in the microwave and watch them pop around in that microwave safe plastic bowl and then i'd stick it on your bagel maybe or may i may have sneezed on it put your salt salt pepper what do you want taylor ham you gotta have taylor ham that's the best kind of ham so that happened. You were there for a very brief period of time, but, but it left I made the an impact. I made, I made an impact. Oh, that's amazing. Did they name a sandwich after you or anything? I guess one that just fell on the floor. They're like, oh, that's the Danny. That's the Danny. It's it's just a bag of nothing because I left. All right. Well, let's move on to Man Boobs Comedy, shall we? Let's do some celebrating. Okay. Uh, Man Boobs Comedy. It's a it's a great thing you should check out. Uh, Danny does with a couple of his friends, and you guys just pumped out a new sketch, which we we posted up on the laughbutton.com. They called it apartment that. hunting and Bridie Elliott. Yeah, mm-hmm. was, uh, was a pretty decent salesperson. She, <laughs> she did okay. Trying really she did, hard. She, she did tried a great really job. hard, but I, I, you know, you say the wrong thing to someone like, "Hey, just make yourself at home." And if you take that literally, then you know, it should should happen. Shit happens. <laughs> uh, where did you cross paths with Bridie for the first time? Um, I have known that. Elliot family for a long time because Chris was on on Pete and Pete mm-hmm. and we sort of stayed friendly and like awesome dude by the way and such a cool dude such yeah. a good dude and uh, so I knew I knew Abby yeah I knew the kids and sure one day we were trying to shoot something and I sent Abby an email I was like hey do you want to shoot this and she's like no I can't I'm not in town but like you should ask my sister she's in town and she would love to do it and she's really funny and I was like oh, okay cool so I emailed Bryden. She said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then we did it, and it was fucking great. Nice. Like, End great. of story. Yeah, we've been <laughs> we've been friends in making comedy. So she's been in a couple of videos for us. Mm-hmm. That's great. And, and what's the... There's live stuff with us, too, when we do live shows when she's in town. Nice. And what's the uh, what's the story behind Man Boobs? Is it... Uh, do you feel like it's an off-and-on project, or do you feel like it's the lifeblood that if, like, Man Boobs were to go away like everything else would just suck kind of a thing you know like like music is i used to yeah. i i used to just feel that way about music but over the time now it's like yeah man i like i went to college and i studied all you know just was like just immersed myself musically and it's just like taking you know playing upright bass and doing jazz and doing composition and just like getting all into it because that was something i felt like was me and my own thing and like 
you know, I had been on TV and ultimately reading other people's lines and like taking direction from a dr- stupid jaded shit, like teenager, like yeah. I want to be my own person, man. Rebelling but against something. I was something. rebelling against yeah. being fucking working constantly. Yeah. You, you stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> Go to college. You could have you could have been the next Zoe one oh one. But I wasn't. I decided to go to college and leave it all to be a stupid musician. <laughs> yeah, you're. It, well, but that's you know, okay. I'm. Ha- I'm. I'm totally happy with it. And now, you know, once I stopped doing that, and uh, well, once I started doing like man boob stuff, like in 2007, once we started like writing comedy, mm-hmm. I hadn't done it in like you know six or seven years. I hadn't like even thought about like writing stuff. So it was cool to like. Get back into it, and now I, I, I do it all the time. We yeah, so now you shit. We have Mambo's has so much stuff coming out now. Like we just signed with this company called CDS. They're like they do YouTube content aggregation. Okay, that that's a buzzword. That's a sure, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. Sounds about right. <laughs> so last, did you see the John Oliver thing with Edward Snowden? Yes. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Funny. It was like incredible. Oh yeah, he he's the guy from WikiLeaks. <laughs> <laughs> he's the two from WikiLeaks. <laughs> Uh, wow, people are just so. It's funny when stupid. they go to the yeah when they go to the streets <laughs> oh, and you're like, this was a major God. thing that happened yeah. in the history it still of is. mankind. It still is. And yeah. You're like, who? What? So I think I heard that guy's name once. So but you put in the you just got to frame it in the form of dick pics. That's yeah. all. But so I'll, I'll tell you what, though, pics. any one of those same people would have totally nailed the Jim Varney. You know. <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. Yeah. Be like, I can do the whole movie. Yeah, Front yeah. to back. He does. The band Ernest does smoke. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about political comedy, Danny? Do you do you uh do you ever fall into that world? Do you care about politics? Do you does that I mean, you know I etch its way into your, your work? Uh maybe even in music, like uh, I don't know. I mean like I just sort of musically what stuff like lyr- lyrical content is almost never political it's always very like i don't know i'm so bad at, i'm like i'm such i can't write lyrics at at like at a clip or anything like right. they just come out when they come out and i'll sit there for like ever and be like oh, that sounds stupid that sounds cliche i've heard that before and just like constantly like cut it down and cut it down until it's something i guess the most political song i've written is actually sort of recently i wrote like some i've got all got all high and was like wearing my grand I'm just wearing it now my grandfather's ring from World War Two, and like I just started thinking about World War Two, and he was in fucking Manila and my the ring says Manila on it and so I like went into this whole thing about I was pretending to be my grandpa and I wrote this whole mm. song about it and now I'm not sure that those lyrics are going to make it onto the record that we've recorded because I've since been like, I was really high when I wrote this and I don't think this is a good idea anymore. <laughs> I don't so, know, man. I'd be we'll curious. Man, I want to check might, it out. It yeah. might be. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. That's a cliffhanger for all the people listening. Go buy a record of you. Might You may or may not hear a song about you know, uh, Manila and grandfathers. Manila and grandpas in, in World War Two, And no prostitutes. <laughs> Definitely no prostitutes. Definitely no prostitutes. So the, the music that you write, does 99% of it goes to jounce? Is that uh, is that where your head's at? Like, how many songs live just in oblivion or on your computer? Uh, not is- many. I mean, not no. Not really not many at all. Like, there's a couple... Right now, probably four and of them, two of them will probably will be purged at the beginning of May. So we're we're recording stuff right now. We recorded last uh, two weeks ago, and then we're doing it again the first week of May. 
So we we recorded five. We're going to probably record another like three or four and then decide whether or not we're going to do two EPs or one full length. <laughs> oh, that decision. Some people decisions, think two EPs decisions. because more content is more content. <laughs> so, you know, we'd probably do that if I were to... <laughs> If I were to guess, we also have a two-thirds majority rule in our band, and there's three of us. Yeah, there's three of you, right? Someone so. is always sour. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, what have you lost that you're still kind of like, God damn it? I don't fucking lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well said, man. Well said. Uh, I have great ideas <laughs> all the time, <laughs> especially when you're high. Oh yeah, well you know, sometimes that that. After a long day, smoke a bowl, and then you forget where you're at for a minute. How much yeah. of the comedy has been has been uh, written under the influence with you guys, as far <clears throat> as man boobs go? It goes back yeah. and forth. Like you know, it depends. It if we have a session, we will either have a couple beers and just if we're if we're really into it, we just keep writing. Like we get stuck, so we'll out, go out to get more beer, <laughs> and then take a break. Maybe take a smoke break, and that's the process. It all, it all, yeah, well, that's sometimes that's yeah, the process. Yeah. Other times, if we're like on a roll, we don't do anything and just like keep churning. And it's very, it's all dependent on the day, really. I guess I don't know. They don't have one set way of doing it. And sometimes we come out of there with nothing. Sometimes we come out of there frustrated, like that was a waste of a whole day. <laughs> the ratio of stoned versus sober is always fluctuating. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, you, you know, happening. it's it's basically hormones, guys. You know? <laughs> the closer it is to my time of the month, oh okay, the harder it is for me to write. Oh okay, I did not know that. <laughs> Who cycle you on, Danny? Who cycle? Huh? Well, there's a two thirds majority rule. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two of us are <laughs> on the same cycle. Hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Danny. Uh, as far as sketch goes, influences, um, with, I, mean, I hate asking people, oh, it's your favorite, whatever, but what sketch are you really enjoying now? I mean, obviously, Key and Peele seems to be on top of their game. Key and Peele's last season is really, really good. It's really good, right? <laughs> so so when you see that, because ultimately those are your peers, right, in the, in the sure. sketch market, um, do you try to shy away from watching a lot of sketch? Because it's kind of like what you're doing, so you don't want to get influenced by it. Um, or do you? No, I mean, to be quite honest, I'm not watching a lot of new sketch right mm-hmm. now. Like sometimes, if we are stuck, we'll put on like the state, or we'll put on Mr. Show. Sure, the good stuff. We're, yeah. yeah, we're yeah, yeah. perennially stuck in the '90s when it comes <laughs> to that sort of stuff. You know, like I'm a huge Kids in the Hall fan, and like. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with any of them. <clears throat> no, they're all they're all yeah, yeah. they're all great, man. Human Giant is also great. That's like later, but but yeah. you know, similar sort of sort of shock, kind of uh, more slap in your face kind of shock sketch comedy, which at the beginning of Man Boobs ten year we were sort of doing that. And uh, uh, I want to, I just want to say Rob Hubel, by the way. I just want to say his name because I feel like that guy gets like no one ever talks. about Yeah, you got Aziz and Paul who get a lot of. You know the limelight, but Rob is yeah. Rob's so a killer. Funny. Like yeah. every time I go out to LA and I hit the UCB theater out there, like he just shows up and just murders. Like he yeah, slays he just and goes gets up out. And just, yeah, <laughs> it's like no matter what, like and it'll be about anything, you know. But he just kills it. Yeah, yeah he's like that guy. Really, really hilarious <laughs> and very tall. Yeah, he is, he is tall. He's a scene tall stealer. I, yeah, I he's guess. a scene stealer, literally because yeah. he's too tall. <laughs> and uh, by the way, he's six. No one's ever said that about me. <laughs> Coming in, you seem really upset about that. You're coming yeah. in at what? Four foot eighteen. <laughs> four foot. 
Let's see, four foot nineteen. <laughs> I'd like to say four foot twenty, four foot okay. twenty-one. Four foot twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think my That's driver's fair. my driver's license says five nine, but I think I'm about an inch off. <laughs> yeah, I think I put five ten on my driver's license too. <laughs> my wife just looks at me like bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. Hey man, you gotta milk it. Gotta milk it. Uh, do you believe in the theory that in order to be successful, you have to have a huge head uh, <laughs> physically? Uh, and or grand stature? Do you think that's a, or is that a myth of the? Uh, is that what we call that the the, the big head the Tom? Myth? What is that? Effect? Is that what yeah, that is? I guess Tom's like a little guy, and he's got he's a, a tiny little guy, head. But he, I think he's got a big. Head, oh, he has a big he head for a small little body. I don't know. He's like five two, isn't he? I don't really like four pay two. attention to him. Well, I don't know. I I was watching Three Game. Foot, the reason 15. I bring it up is watching Game of Thrones the other day. I'm like, every English? fucking person has, <laughs> yeah, besides Peter, has a massive fucking cranium, man. It's How like, can you tell that just from watching the show? Because you're around that stuff all the time. You can just tell, man. Hmm. I don't know. Do you have like some sort of like something for scale next to the television as you're watching these shows? No. Like if it's this big, it's the, the head is that big. I guess big? it's kind of like basketball. You can't tell really how big they are until you see them all in person, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, because if they're all next to each other, like, they all look normal. They all look normal head yeah. sized, or whatever. So what else is going on with you, Danny? Obviously, man, boobs. Uh, you have some shows coming up at the pit here in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, we're doing shows at the pit in June, and July. And you seem to be uh, traveling a lot. Every time I text you, you're like, "I'm in <coughs> fucking Wisconsin right now." Like, what are you? What are you, what's happening <laughs> yeah. in Wisconsin? Yeah, we no. we do. So Jounce does, you know, like weekend warrior sort of touring stuff. We've been sort of low this year. We actually haven't played uh, a show at all this year. Oh wow. Um, Is this the longest stretch for you guys? Is this pretty? Yeah, uh, I mean, we usually we usually don't play much in. January, February, March. Mm. But it's we too usually cold. have gir- uh, girls. We usually have girls on the tables. <laughs> we usually have girls keeping us warm for <laughs> the winter. <What's> that? <laughs> we usually have gigs, not girls, <laughs> it, starting in April. But instead, we're just starting uh, shows at the Jersey Shore uh, in Belmar, this at Brighton Bar. We're releasing a record with that dude from Ram Jam who sang Black, Black Betty. Betty. No way. We were playing a show in Asbury Park. Actually, the next night we are playing a show at this place that we played this first gig at. Um, and the guy was there, this guy Mike Scavone. And the guy who put on the show for us like told him to show up because he knew that we played Black Betty because he'd seen us do it before. So he said that he was going to bring the guy over. He's like, hey, maybe he'll do it with you. And we're like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> totally weird. But, yeah. uh, okay. And like, it, it just sort of happened. And we're like, okay. And it's usually a rule that we can't play Black Betty unless like we're a little ripped up. Like, because you have, like, anytime we've ever played it sober, we always fuck it up. <laughs> Whenever we play it, like, and, and we're all like a little fucking sauced up, it's great. It's money. We, we crush it. Yeah. So we weren't really sauced up. And we did it with him, and he had never he hadn't sang it in like twenty five years, so it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. But it was cool enough that some dude who was in the audience had a recording studio and was like, "Hey, man, you guys should you know you should cut this." And then because it's Asbury Park and everybody's yeah. like musicians and there's something. There's a guy who owned a record label there, and he was like, oh, "Okay, cool, boop." They just put it all together. So his Main Man Records is the the label, and they're putting out a seven inch that has side A of Black Betty, side B is one of our songs that we redid that he sang on, and then we have like a that's really cool. Dude, that's really cool. It's kind of yeah, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like that was that's a song we've been playing consistently since like 2001. Hmm. Like when when Blow came out and that song yeah, yeah, became yeah. popular, sure. 
I was all about it because I love that jam. Like great all that song, weird, crazy break stuff. Um, yeah, you guys killed it last time. Uh, I think last time we played we together, ab- you guys ab- played ab- it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, awesome. we did play that. Yeah. That's right. That was, was almost good. a year ago. Um, it's been a year. Is that the last time I saw you? Are we gonna have to? Jeez, God! Are we gonna have to nicely make up again? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I was just, you know, I was just thinking about it. You yeah, know? the more I just think, think about, about it, like it friends saying well, things like friends usually see each other. Well, you know, Danny, I got real fucked up for a while with that concussion. Like, I I still haven't like played sports again or anything. I'm just now gonna start doing that. Really? And yeah, we I had to take like six oh or God, seven dude. months off playing music. It was nuts, but now I'm back at it. So. Oh, that's good I had to make to up know. for lost time, so I joined three new bands. <laughs> <laughs> hey, drummers are like unicorns, man. You know, <laughs> everyone everyone needs them. No one can find them. Um, all right, speaking of music, I want to switch gears here. But this is kind of a, a crazy. It's kind of a random thing. You you were in. I think you guys played a show at the Grog Shop, maybe in Akron recently. And you met you my boy. that Ohio bullshit again. Yeah. Well, you met a you met a, a, a good friend of mine by the name of Bradley Thorla. You know this yeah, guy? Yeah, I know Brad. Earthquaker pedals, right? Yeah. So when I was first learning how to play music, it was with Brad. Stop. And he would. He hasn't. I don't think he's told me this. No. So I would play. <laughs> I would play drums while he tried to play guitar. And then we'd switch after we tried like a couple Nirvana songs. And it was like, all right, your turn on drums. I'll, I'll fucking try guitar. I mean, this was so long ago. Yeah, we went to high school together. And uh, yeah, Bradley Thorla, man. Good dude. And he still does both. And now he, he still, still does plays. both. And uh, Relaxer, his band is fucking dope. Yeah, they're, they're really good. Really good. He was in the sick band called Dolly Trauma. Like uh, when we were in high school. And they were very like Tool, you know, like mm. math rock yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But it was real dark and it was really good. Yeah, they were good dudes, man. <clears throat> Miss yeah, those guys. Very, they're very good people. All the guys at Earthquaker, and so we play Annabelle's in Akron. That's the uh, oh Annabelle's. Okay, yeah. that's your spot. Uh-huh. Nice, cool. And uh, and for any musicians listening, check out Earthquaker pedals if you yeah. haven't. They're awesome. They're all handmade. Uh, I have a couple a terminal. I have, yeah, what do you have? Uh, I have a Monarch and a terminal. Cool. One's like a gain, like a overdrive, so it's kind of like not as dirty, but it gives you some. Bass and boost, and then the terminal, which is supposed to be a guitar pedal, that's awesome for for bass. Like, just sounds like you're destroying an amplifier at, at points. Like on the one of the songs that we're putting out, I uh, I use the terminal and I just obscenely. There's like four four knobs, and there's one knob you can just the 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 actual like voice of the of the the pedal or whatever. Just I have that cranked up all the way and like the, the the volume level up all the way and it we were we recorded live out of a fucking big sarcophagus like Ampeg stack and it it was literally getting brown notes like I was just <laughs> I was making people shit and it was great and I had all the power in the world and everybody knelt down before me. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah, so I highly recommend the terminal. Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite pedal. Think about, think about the the tone uh, from uh, "Gratitude" on "Check Your Head" on that PC Boys. Okay, right? okay. Take that fuzz and like times it by ten. Wow! And like it's that, and it's and it's still like warm and like. Fuzzy, but it just sounds like you, the walls are gonna crumble. It's still vibrating somewhere. It's that original. still vibrating. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't fully recovered yet from that either. <laughs> uh, yeah, just in case uh, Danny goes away from inter- 
or two, it's because he has loose stools now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's permanently. It's true. So. I can't, can't keep it shut anymore. <laughs> it's just vibrating it open forever. I'm going to stop holding this microphone up as if I'm blowing a dude and just put it. Speaking of blowing dudes. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'll leave. How was your Saturday night? I'll leave. I'll leave. Hey, I don't know what goes down in Jersey, man. You guys fill me in. I have no idea what you guys are up to. We're trying to, but you can't. Okay. We're, oh, yeah. try, we're trying to fill you in on Jersey, but you were like, fuck this Jersey shit. Know, but I'm out, I'm out of Jersey, okay? <laughs> In Brooklyn now, Brooklyn boy. <laughs> What's going on over in Brooklyn? Not uh, the same old shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing new. Nothing new. Just got priced out of the Lower East Side. Oh, <laughs> moved to Brooklyn. Yeah, oh. it's getting kind of clown town with the prices around here. But Stupid. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's been too. having a massive resurgence as far as comedy goes. I remember when I very first moved to the city back in like 2002, maybe it was. There was. I felt like there was nothing going on in Brooklyn music, yes, but yeah. but not comedy. Yeah, and There's now it seems like now. that's the place you have to go, and so much success has come out of there. Um, people's shows have gotten huge, and then they move on and do bigger things like feature films and yeah. you know shows on television. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I can't put a finger on when that started to really happen. Do you remember seeing that shift? Well, I. N- this is what I know. I know that. Before Brooklyn, Rafifi was the place where everyone did everything. And I used to see shows there when I lived on 3rd Street and Avenue C. It was like, you know, right down the street from me. Um, and that's where you saw everybody. Like, you know. I did everyone who's on Everyone who's on TV right now. You know, yeah. it's like Aziz Ansari and John Mulaney and like... Dimitri you know, Martin was Dimitri there. Dimitri Martin, that. So Brendan, who's the other guy, one of the guys from Man Boobs, he was a location manager on... Uh, important things important the first things. two seasons oh, cool. okay nice man um yeah speaking of that room rafifi's uh i got bumped by louis ck uh, i think at rafifi's i think you, are you okay with that i uh <laughs> i am now you know what i mean because now i get at to the say, time like, you're like who the fuck is oh the guy that wrote pootie tang are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I just remember it happening just be kind, being kind of like oh god it's fucking annoying you know what I mean Yeah but now it's it's kind of like saying eh, you know I lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion so yeah. you know what like yeah. you're going to lose to somebody he's the lose guy to the, yeah he's the, the guy fucking lose Super to Bowl him. champion but um he he just came up and you know murdered for however long he decided to do right? <laughs> I'm sure it was a half an hour or whatever and then, and then I went up there with my stupid fucking guitar and my stupid song i wrote about my fucking name and it was like this is just an embarrassment <laughs> you know uh, i did yeah. not you know i had to, a follow-up oh Louis so hard dude yeah, i ate a huge <laughs> dick that night but uh. um, but it was a good rafifi's memory but but you know it was a testament to what that scene was you know that's the room that louis ck shows up and tries out 15 minutes yeah right? yeah and there's not a lot of places like that now yeah. but like there's a there's a lot of cool shit going on in brooklyn that is cool like the bell house always has great shows yeah. and union hall has great shows always great, great shows going on it's there, like yeah. they they're doing it in in south brooklyn area um brett davis does the macaulay colkin show every month mm-hmm. in bushwick which is really really great like uh, he's had man boots on there a couple times cool. we, we just go there because every well one sunday a month like there's it's always good. It's curated. Like it's very, very well. And Hannibal's show did Hannibal's very well. Show the Diddy Factory. Yeah, he's not running that anymore. Um, 
and uh, and Jenny Slate's show had to come to an end, right? Just recently. Yeah, that's happening soon. Yeah, Jenny Slate and Max Silvestri is big terrific. That's that was a huge that was a huge staple in Williamsburg. That mm-hmm. big terrific was was massive. Kurt and Kristen's yeah, hot tub moved out west uh, a couple moved years out back. west. Yeah, yeah, I just did that when I was out in L.A. last. Too, they're they're crushing. These are a riot, man. They're great. Yeah, yeah. Kurt's so funny. G- uh, uh, Kristen is so funny on Last Man on Earth. Like, can we touch talk about that for a second? Like yeah, sure. How, do you, do you watch how that fucking show unbelievably funny she is on that goddamn to, show? Yeah. I'm oh. a little check busy in the last month. Oh, I know. I it, hear nothing hear but good things. Right? Good things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to get on that. I also yeah, live yeah. on Netflix. So. They just renewed it for a second <laughs> season, so it's cool. you can invest the time now knowing that it'll be around for a while. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. true. Yeah, that, that was yeah. just announced yesterday or today. Today. Something. Nice. Yesterday. Well, we're on top of it at thelapbutton.com. <laughs> Whoa, it's topical time Oh, man. <laughs> so... I want to get I want to get a cool rock and roll story out of you, Danny. Um, one that's like, <laughs> you know, you know, because you've told me about learning on set, you know, back in the days of, of Nickelodeon and, and learning on set, and and uh, I guess Iggy Pop blowing up your your yep. shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did that. So after that happens, I mean, where did you go from there? You know, cause <laughs> what stories can you get out? After yeah, where do you that? go after Iggy Pop? Yeah, yeah. What, what happens after that that you're like, hey, you know what? That was kind of just as cool. <laughs> well, I did tour with Richard Lloyd for three years from the band oh. Television. I don't know if we ever talked about that. You, did, oh. you mentioned that to that's me one time. super cool. Oh. But that's way awesome. That was really cool. But it got uh, nuts, right? Yeah, he, he went really nuts. Um, I didn't realize yeah. that was for three years. Yeah, it was, well, it was on, I mean, it was, it was 2009, 2010. 2011 uh, and that's it yeah that was it and you guys had to like stop in the middle of the tour yeah there? five days into a 19 day tour <laughs> oh wow one date one date in Philadelphia all four other dates in the great state of Ohio <laughs> It is back to back to back, to back to back to back. We had the uh, uh, Youngstown to Toledo to Did you do the Nyabingi. No, no, we did. We did this place called the Lemon Grove. Oh sure. And then we played. Uh, shit, where the fuck else did we play? Um, Toledo. We played this place like Finn McCool's. Oh yeah, Finn McCool's. Yeah. And then did we you guys played, get paid? Like, do you get paid? Yeah, they were. Getting, he was getting paid. We were on tour. We had a whole system. We had a band that was opening for us, and like. No, but I mean, like after show five. So like now you're not doing any more shows. Do they? Oh, well, what happens? Well, so what happened? Well, what happened was that he was getting more and more manic as like each day went on. Right. Was something was going on with him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We had the original drummer from television, Billy Ficka. So it was like half of the band I was playing with. Should have been like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But it just it he just kept getting more manic and more crazy and like. Uh, was having trouble with his girlfriend slash manager slash, you know, uh, just all that was happening. They were having separate stuff. They were both coming to me and telling me their own separate business about the other part. Like, it, I was in deep. Therapy, I was in way. <laughs> I was in way too deep, and it ended at the grog shop in Cleveland Heights when I caught him 
tipping back a bottle of NyQuil in the fucking dressing room and him yelling at Billy Ficka to not bring a beer on stage and that, like, we can't bring beers on stage or something, like, you know, whatever. He was just going going off about it and Billy, like, told him, fuck you. I'm like, I'm, he's like, I'm 62 years old. I'm yeah, yeah, a beer yeah, on yeah. stage. Like, what? And he, like, is fighting with him and he grabs a beer and he threw it in, in he grabbed the, the beer out of Billy's hand and, and, like, threw it on him and then, it was like some of it left and he took the rest of it and he threw it on Richard and I was like, oh my God. Shit's like, getting real. <laughs> shit's getting real. Like, what's going to happen? Like, are we going to do this? Uh, and he, I remember him saying, Richard Lloyd saying, I, do you want to play or do you want to just fuck off because I want to play because you're like a brother to me and I want to play and and Billy goes you're like a brother to me huh he's like he's like well, you lo- it's like the same way Kane loves Abel and I was like oh shit like shots fired <laughs> <laughs> that's some serious that's some, when wow. you get biblical on someone yeah like, yeah oh, really. it's yeah, like you can't go anywhere some, else after some that. serious yeah, 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 where some, do you go? some real like deep-seated shit how uncomfortable did you feel in that moment oh man you? so uncomfortable but the thing was I had felt uncomfortable the whole time like he yeah. was like he wasn't playing well like he was just like a mess so like each night was progressively I would speak for me it was just like boot camp it was like I'm the only other tonal instrument so if he starts like fucking off like changing keys and like soloing weird shit like I have to figure out what he's doing mm-hmm. and try to keep some sort of semblance going on on stage so like every show was like not fun and he took took the entire like safe space that you have when you're on stage when it's like your time and it's like your time to feel totally relaxed and just do what you do naturally could not do so it was like it was it was really rough and i was i i basically already been like you know like this shows we're we're, this is gonna be crazy so we go through the show and he it's like tuning his guitar and unplugging the amp and forgetting to plug the guitar amp back in so he like go to play and the sound would come out and he'd be like ah oh, what's going because he was just fucked up like he was just not there like he was drinking a bunch of NyQuil he was yeah. doing like Robo Trip or something and it, the, the show was just really really bad so we were backstage afterwards and the f- woman who was in the, the opening band is supposed to take the money and if we were made over a thousand bucks, they took three hundred dollars. If we made under a thousand bucks, they took two hundred dollars, and we kept right. the rest. That was their deal. Okay. <clears throat> so we're back there, and she had gotten the money, and I was like, "This is crazy! Like, if he doesn't do a complete one eighty in the morning, like, I'm not going mm-hmm. any further west. Like, we, I can't. I'm not going. The next show was in like Michigan. I was like, I'm not driving yeah. any further west with him. Like, he's he's. This is insane. Like, he's being crazy, man. Like, he did other things. Like, I don't even want to. Like, you know, I don't want to yeah, throw him under the bus, but like. It was just bad. It was just super bad. And so he comes screaming in like, so well, you took the money. God damn it. Like, Jenny, blah, blah, blah. And ran out like thinking like she went right up to, uh, went right up to this, this woman and was like, if you ever take our money again, like you'll be off this tour so fast. Like, don't ever touch my money, this and that. And he, and she was like, Richard, I, I think the tour is over. <laughs> and she just, he looked at her. And he fucking whacked her. Oh, shit. He whacked her, and, like, her boyfriend is in the, her band. He, like, ran across oh, and, like, decked him in the face, like, knocked oh, him down, wow. like, started kicking him. I was like, fuck you, Richard Lloyd, you motherfucker. Like, like, it was fucking... Wow. It was fucking... See- yeah, you didn't see that coming, right? No, no, not at it was all. It's just like, oh, he's being crazy, and we're going to go home. It's like, oh, now we're definitely going home yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, So that happened, and they, like, run out, and he thinks that he took... 
his bag that had all his like prescription drugs in it, which the night before when we were in Akron at a place that I can't remember the name of, his he thought his girlfriend had like taken his bag and like had like a shit fit and like I stayed up all night because I thought he was gonna like fucking do something bad mm. so, like I didn't like sleep I was like standing by the door like listening for something bad to happen because it was like that like it wasn't wow. it was not a safe place it was not like it wasn't cool so he thinks that they took his bag now so he was running after them running outside the grog shop they jump in their van. He like jumps on top of the van. It's like on top of the windshield, like smacking the van. Like, give me my bag back, my bag. They like, you know, flick the windshield wipers, knock them off a little bit. <laughs> they like drive by, like to stick their fingers. And they're like, fuck you, Richard. You know, like oh the whole thing. God. And he's like screaming and yelling. And his girlfriend comes out, gives him the bag, and sits him down. And it's like, it's okay, Richard. Like, I have your bag. It's fine. It's fine. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she's just like, calm down, Richard. Just calm down. Bam, wax her. Jeez. Cops get called. The, you know, the paddy wagon comes. Like, the ambulance comes because she's like, I'm not going to press charges, but he needs to go, like, oh get God. evaluated. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 He didn't leave the state of Ohio for, like, 12 weeks. Wow. Because he was, like, all fucked up. Like, I don't know if he, like, was taking meds or doing weird shit. Like, he was definitely unbalanced. And yeah. I know that he was, like, taking Adderall to stay up and, like, taking, like, Xanax to go to sleep and, like, Ambien and then waking up and taking Adderall because he was tired because... It was just, it was, I'd never seen the degradation of a human being like that. That's, that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a little more like, that's, that's like music now. It's like you're seeing a human just, yeah, just, fall just, apart, just like, absolutely yeah. collapse. Oh man. And it was so weird. And I can always just think it was like, is it, is it because like Billy's here and like he's like back in 1977, like partying like he, you yeah, know, like yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. do you just like, get back to that place like i don't know does that like change how you listen to their music or when you yeah oh, de- i mean yeah unfortunately it does totally ruin marky moon and adventure for me because it's hard to listen to matthew sweet records and it's hard to listen to because he's all over that yeah i mean i don't i don't care he owes me a bunch of money and that sucks and i was like money that i needed that's that summer yeah. to like live and yeah you know. But it's okay. I had all his gear. I had to give him his gear back and like talk to him, and that was it. Wow! Wow! It's a fucking crazy story, man. It's like yeah, it totally is. In all, there's all, there's a lot of shit in between well, that we could get into so many too. Levels, yeah, you know, like there's a lot going on there. A lot going on. A lot. A and lot you, going on. You know, there. you you almost just you hope at this point, like you just want him to get better. And then figure shit out. You know, yeah. I, mean? Just to well, I don't think he's played with the band sorry, since. Giving you know, people money he owes that, that kind of stuff. It's yeah, like, I want the dude to get healthy or whatever. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't cool to see that because, like, for like I said, for three years prior, like, really no problems. It was mm-hmm. super fun. Like the first time we went on tour, like he threw a Guitar World magazine in the back seat while we were like getting gas on our way to our first gig in Cleveland. That was just like a rundown of his last tour with his last band which actually which actually had Billy Fickett in it as oh, well wow. and a different bass player and how he went crazy on that tour Jeez. and his band left him on tour with three shows left so he played a couple shows by himself with no members and like got his ass beat in like Boston or something Jeez. like all sorts of fucked up shit happened to him and like we read the I read this Guitar World magazine article and was like oh my god what the fuck did I get myself in like I read Please Kill Me like I understand he was like a little sure. out there. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, up on that scene. That's like one of my favorite, you know, genres of music. But like, 
I was like, fuck, we're, we're screwed. And, and J.B. Patterson was the drummer on that tour. He was the drummer from The Dictators. He and I like made an exit strategy. Like We had a plan. <laughs> and we never had to pull it. We never had to pull that trigger. Let's go back it was, somewhere. Oh, dude, yeah. It was like, ah, oh, it's like, this is going to get bad. It's like, we, every time we were, wherever we were staying, we're like, where's the closest bus station? Wow. Where's like, you know, just in case. Wow. Was, That's crazy. It was, it was wild, but he was totally cool. Hmm. You know, we went to England, went to Canada. Some good shows, some good yeah. memories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to- I mean, I got to play a, a pretty packed out rock show in London at this place in Borderline, which is like a bucket list, like play like a real rock show mm-hmm. in London. Like, so I thank you for that, Richard. Yeah, really. <laughs> you just, by the way, you just air checked left handed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a lefty, but you play bass righty. I do. I do everything lefty except play bass and guitar. So funny, and I don't know if I would be a better or worse bass player if I if I flipped the other way. What if you got? Because I actually think this works better for a lefty, because your my left hand is doing all the harder work. Right, right. So my right hand, I just have to keep. You know, I just practice stamina, or you practice. You know. <laughs> you know, for the listener, I'm. Yeah. It's, it's a two finger affair. <laughs> There's a come hither motion, I guess. Hilarious. Um, oh, switch gears for a second. Do you do you remember the first time you ever signed an autograph and consciously making a decision on how you were going to sign it and what it was going to look like? Like, did you practice that? No, no. I don't know if I. I don't think I did. I can't remember. Probably the first autographs I would have signed were when I was like seven, because I was on Ryan's Hope, which was a a, a, a soap opera. Oh shit, you did that? I was on Ryan's Hope for the last year that it was on the air, uh, and when you'd go to work, just like that movie, soap. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there are people hanging outside, like waiting to get your autograph and stuff. And they were asked for my autograph when I was a little kid. So God, even I don't seven, even remember. Like a weird it's thing. Totally weird, kid, right? right? Like, yeah, dude, you're you just learn how to like properly sign your name at that. Yeah, age. it's like I just wrote my initials. Yeah. It's like here's my initials. <laughs> What's your name, Charlie? I'm just gonna write C. <laughs> Two C. Just says talk talk DT. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's great. I didn't I didn't realize you did that that soap. What was your role? Were you just like some some dude's kid or something? Yeah, it was some like, dude's kid that like <laughs> my dad died. My dad died. He was in the explosion. <laughs> it's like That's the, a soap it's like opera the thing. super soap opera thing. What happened to your dad? He died in an explosion. Where was it? It was in his car. <laughs> and at some point later, his twin brother returns. Yeah. It looks just like my dad. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, dad, but maybe like, like no, an eye patch. No. I heard about your dad's death, but I came here to protect you. <laughs> Carry on the good Ryan name. <laughs> I think I was a Ryan. I'm pretty sure that I was, I was somebody's, somebody important's kid. Yeah. That they, they offed me. <laughs> like, off pretty immediately. Like, this kid's signature sucks. <laughs> write him off the show. He's not pleasing the fans. <laughs> Get him out of here. No, that's what they wanted. They wanted my dad to go away so they could have the, the kid cry thing. That's great. Can you cry on command? Uh, mm-hmm. No, I mean, maybe sometimes. <laughs> not, I, yeah, that's not a it's convincing a answer at all. I, here's the, here, the convincing answer is like if my friends ask me to cry on command, I tell them no. 
Yeah. Okay. You gotta pay me some fucking money, all chronic. Oh, man. okay. Well, that makes so sense. I'll see the fucking check. There you go. That makes total sense. <laughs> and I cried tears of joy. A lot, of things, I'll do. A lot of things I'll do for money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you struggle with memorizing words at all? Like at that age and stuff? Yeah, you I mean, you're pretty... so young. No. No. And I'm, it's, I'm so happy that I've been doing it for 27 years. Like, I can retain stuff very quickly. I don't even have to really, I can look at it to know what's going on and then on set. Know what's going on? Yeah, it's already second nature. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. for GTA Five though, it, everything was shot in like scenes. Like we did everything all at once. So it was almost like play style. So I had oh, wow. to make sure I didn't have the. Yeah, know what I didn't have the like. Oh, we're just gonna do a uh, halfway through and yeah. tight two, and then why not? You know, it's like, no, we did the whole thing. So it was like a play. So I had to so memorize. You guys did it with everybody. So I had to okay. memorize all the yeah you know, all the cut scenes. Oh, oh wow, that's, that's awesome, crazy, man. Well, you got that on the bucket list too, man. Yeah, yeah being a kid game, who yeah. grew up playing video games to be in a video game is pretty fucking That's dope. Pretty epic. Yeah. Now, did you ever did you ever get turned into an action figure? Uh, did they do Mighty Ducks action figures or anything? Did they do that? I don't think so. No. Uh, that's I guess that's no. the last one, right? <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Why? I'll bleep it. <laughs> They'll be like, wait, he did what porn? What <laughs> Mighty Dicks? What Mighty Dicks, Mighty oh dicks porn. Yeah. All right, no, that's the one where I say I wasn't in Mighty Ducks 2 because I was too short. So I probably wouldn't have been really? in Mighty Dicks because I was too short. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a weird thing to tell somebody, though. Well, you can't do the sequel because you're too short? Yeah, well, because they were they were like, doing like the Goodwill games or something. Yeah, like grown up games, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So they went from like being like little kids to like... Like preteens, and I was—I had just turned ten when you were we that shot young. the Mighty Ducks. So okay. I was probably eleven or twelve when that was happening, and wow. I hadn't had not had a growth spurt, and I was definitely, you know, under five feet. Where was that in relation to Pete and Pete? Was that around the same time? Pete and Pete was eight, 1989 and ninety-five. So how old were you for those? That was uh, seven to fourteen. You were that young, seven to thirteen. I, I, I thought you might have been a little older. No, Mike was four years older than me. Jeez. He is four years older than me. That's crazy. Mike's dead. <laughs> well, you do so a podcast. I do a podcast with him, with yeah, him yeah, now. Yeah, 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 but he's just his ghost. Yeah, it's just his ghost. Just the ghost of Mike. No, my mom's an Irish witch. She passed it on to me. I can just you know, I resurrect Mike once a month for an adventure. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Well, Danny, thanks for coming by, man. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Let's not wait another fucking year. Can we do this? Yeah. We, uh, and let's we... not bring up Mighty Ducks 2 <laughs> ever again. I didn't bring up the second one. No. <laughs> well, the first one. I yeah, I mean, action uh, figure. I was the action Silly. figure. It's actually the Mighty Ducks. The, that didn't bother me. It was the fact that I don't have a fucking action figure. <laughs> That you had to bring up. That was the only oh. thing that like oh, made okay. me feel a little bad. Dan- no, Danny, I could care. Danny. I could care less. I yeah, I yeah. didn't get Mighty Ducks too. Danny, there's got to be something to strive for. I'm dangling. I a did. Carrot. I did. You know, uh, the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn instead, and I okay. got to school Elijah Wood on what good music was because <laughs> his mom wouldn't let him listen to good music he at that up, time. He ended up becoming a big music fan too. Yeah. yeah. Was that all? I'd like to say. I'd like to say you, I huh? have a little bit uh, to do with that. Okay. Yeah. He's very like bad. the first time he heard. Nirvana, never mind. Yeah. Me. You. The first time he heard Stone Temple Pilots, me. First time he heard Outshine, me. Okay, also the first time uh, uh, U2. Um, God damn U2 it. U2 around the time was one. Pop, I guess? No, Octung yeah, Baby? Octung Baby. Yeah. It's a good what, album. Yeah. It's a great album. It's better than Pop. What? Look, I'm a, I'm a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a I'm a YouTube Joshua Tree fan, and that's it. And that's it. That's I'll, it, really. I'll, I'll, I'll go up, I go up to Octung. 
Who's gonna ride your wild horses? Oh, you know, uh, yeah. oh I, I know. Right back I, I know it all. <laughs> I know it. I know. I know that record very well. Oh, it's a good album, man. But, but yeah, I had this really cool tape deck that my dad got me. That was a Walkman, but it had like a little two-inch speaker on the outside faceplate. Oh, cool. So you could put in tapes and you could play like, you know, without having headphones. So while we were like on, you know, and holding and stuff, I would have all these tapes and I'd be like, yeah, well, I should check this out. Because his mom, seriously, his mom, I don't think like, like him listening to that kind of music at that time because oh. he was still young. What was he trying to pass off on you? Was he like, yo, check this out. This is uh, Striper. <laughs> and, uh, they're really great guys. <laughs> I have this. Well, Striper was a Christian band, weren't uh, they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know what? I don't think I, sh- I don't think he tried to show me anything. I think he just wanted it all. He, he wanted, wanted it all. all. He wanted all that. He wanted that, that case logic tape case that I held everything yes. in. That's awesome, man. I remember getting cassette tapes, like stealing my sister's cassette tapes and taping over them. You could take like a piece of scotch tape and yeah, yeah, you tape over the little flaps yeah, that you pop in. And yeah, she'd be like, "What is this? What is this, Metallica?" Megadeth mixtape. <laughs> this was supposed to be New Kids on the Block. No. I'm like, nope, not anymore. I would tape over all of her. Oh, man, I got so much trouble for that. Totally <laughs> worth it. Rust in Peace. Yeah. The Black oh, Album on the other side. That was Tornado of Souls. Do you still have all your old like uh, cassette tapes? And I stuff have a like ton. That? I have so much stuff. My parents haven't moved out of the house that I grew up in. So there's a, a storage room in the attic that's oh, <laughs> pretty no. much just Dude, my Dan, you know old do. stuff. We got to shoot like some sort of like a, like a, we, we should just start a show where we go to people's houses whose parents have all their shit from when they were a kid and we just go through it. That's a great idea. It's a fucking awesome idea. Let's do it. Yeah, you can do the premiere one at my house. We got it. Uh, <laughs> I got so much stuff, dude. Well, you. you I saw we don't come across like travel sized empty hand lotion things that are in like boxes. <laughs> no, no, stay away from that. That's the wrong box. Don't want to go in there. Did your, your parents <laughs> ever catch you? <laughs> they ever catch you? Uh, my dad may have caught me once. May have caught you once? Yeah, he caught you. Yeah, I mean, he totally did. It was almost that, uh, that, that Damon Wayne's. Joke that line of stand up joke that he does talking about he like kick he know he knows his kids doing he just kicks the door yeah. just so he knows he just kicks in dinner's ready and he walked away like he didn't look he didn't want to know dad didn't want to know I'm pretty sure that's what happened my dad probably just opened the door was like oh he's like what are you doing and I was like at my desk and my desk was a corner desk so he couldn't see what was happening sure but I didn't move and like I didn't like turn around to see him I was like nope yep. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm doing my whole. I'm. Don't come in here. Uh, just that's fine. Nope, my shorts aren't at my ankles. Nope, just. <laughs> oh, I have not thought about that since it happened. Thanks a lot for that too. Well, bring up a lot of old memories here. Bring up a lot of old memories. See you later. All right, Danny. Good to see you, man. You too. Thanks, man. All right, that was Danny Tamborelli. He joined us on the podcast. Uh, very cool. I told you he was awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, he was great. And, how and Michael McDonald was there, too. Michael McDonald was nowhere to be found. Right, um, dude, how about that story, though, with his tour story? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, with with television? Shit. Nuts, right? Yeah, nuts. Well, Danny's been doing that for a long time with uh, a lot of cool people, and, and uh, it was awesome for him to come by. We appreciate it. Thank yeah. you again, Danny. Good dude. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to... The Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Ridecast Network. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on all the socials at The Laugh Button. Rate and review. 
Yes, we need some ratings. We need some reviewings. And uh, you can do that. Please do that for us. And as always, you can get all the latest news in the comedy universe at the laugh button. Dot com. And Michael McDonald's house. Hey, reverse. Oh, reverse. All right, Matt Klein. Whatever, man. Got him. <laughs> <laughs>